to the Feed You podcast, giving you the real scoop on raising your business to new heights. Expert education, inspiration, and motivation to fuel your purpose, your passion, and your profits. Here's your host, Elisa Connor. Hello, hello. Welcome to the Feed You podcast. I'm Elisa Connor, and I'm your host. And this week, we are talking sales funnels simplified. Welcome to episode 35. I can't believe that it's 35. And um, I am so excited you're here. If you're just joining me for the first time, thank you and welcome. I'm grateful you're here. If you have any questions about this episode, I um, encourage you to reach out to me on Instagram. You can find me on Instagram at Elisa M as in Mary Connor. And I'd love a direct message with your thoughts, insights, and anything you might have picked up and learned or any questions you might have. If you're a returning listener, thank you for returning. And the same goes for you. If you have any questions, insights, or information that you'd like to um, share or questions you'd like to ask, just reach out to me on Instagram again, Alisa M. Connor. So let's get started. I, I find that a lot of people get a little tripped up on the word sales funnel. And really, a sales funnel isn't that hard. Um, I thought it'd be really helpful for you guys to walk through the typical phases of a sales funnel. But what it breaks down to in very simple terms is the way that people move through, meaning your leads and the people that you're um, trying to convert into customers, how they move through their journey to work with you. And there are definitely phases for each um, level of entry and level of um, commitment into the sales funnel. So I thought it would be really a good kind of basic lesson for, for us to, to step back and, you know, you hear a lot about sales funnels and sale, you need to have a sales funnel, regardless of what type of sales funnel you're creating. If it's an online sales funnel or an offline sales funnel, or if you have a sales funnel already and you're just like, it's just not really working, there might be one of these levels that is either incomplete or needs to be tweaked or needs to be created. So I wanted to just get really basic with today's um, today's lesson. And I'm realizing when I do these podcasts that I say the word so, so many times. And so I'm really going, I have a big sticky note on my monitor today to remind me to not say it so much. So there I go again. So <laughs> it's going to be really hard to break that habit, but I'm going to work on it. Let's get started and start walking through those phases. So the first phase of a sales funnel is awareness. And awareness is simply when people become aware of who you are. A lot of it comes down to how you put yourself out there, how you are promoting yourself, uh, and how you really create awareness around you and your brand and what you do. One thing that I find that a lot of, especially new entrepreneurs and people that have newer businesses or they're new to the online space or they just really don't get out a lot and they've had a lot of referral business and haven't had to explain what they do is that they get really wordy. Now I'm raising my hand and waving it in the air because this was totally me. And I have really worked hard on creating a simple way to describe what I do. And as I've done that, everyone goes through metamorphosis in their business. But as I've done that, I've seen that it gets me a lot more traction quickly. One of the things I'm going to recommend to you is that you make it really easy for people to memorize what you do. 
if you create a one-liner that is really simple, that they can go, oh, I remember she does sales funnels, or I remember they do WordPress websites, or I remember they do carpet cleaning. And if you can add a differentiation factor in there, even better. But really good marketing, as my friend Donald Miller would say, is just an exercise in memorization. The easier you can make it for somebody to remember who you are by repeating it again and again and again, the easier it will be for them to remember you either one, when they need you, or two, when someone they know needs you. With that in mind, awareness comes from putting yourself out there in places like social media. Um, If you're doing training videos, or you have a YouTube channel, or you're doing any kind of Facebook Live video or Instagram Live video, or even uh, in stories, you can do live um, stories now in both Facebook, Instagram, and it's coming for LinkedIn, finally. Also Snapchat. I don't know how many of you have uh, audiences on Snapchat. I do not, so I don't talk about it a lot. I think it's uh, it's mostly for, um, if you have your ideal target market is part of the, the younger generation, I would say even younger than millennials, but millennials and below, then you would probably want to be on Snapchat. My audience isn't there, hence I don't spend a lot of time there. But you would also want to take this um, awareness component of your brand and of your business and of your sales funnel while you're out networking into your email marketing. A lot of people will just forget, you know, to identify what they do in their email marketing and they just assume that people get their email every week and know. But if we're really conscious and aware of putting it out there, I help simplify sales funnels for you and give them a reminder. They, um, are going to consciously and subconsciously remember what you do. And I think a lot of times we hear it so many times and we say it so many times or like people have got to be sick of it. No, I'm telling you right now, the only person that's sick of it is you. So if we, it it almost, you have to almost do it to nauseam. And this is something that I'm practicing and it's really hard. I'm not gonna lie. It's really hard to sit there and repeat and repeat and repeat, but if you do it, you get traction because people will start to recognize you. You'll start to hear things like, I see you everywhere. Oh, I totally see you talking about sales funnels everywhere. And that's what you want. You want to be seen everywhere. You want them, you want to be in their inbox. You want to be on their Facebook. You want to be at any events. If you're out speaking in your blogs, any kind of freebies or webinars you're holding, even in your paid advertising, it needs to be the same consistent awareness message across all of those platforms. And I I know in my past, and I've seen this in for many, many entrepreneurs and small businesses, is we try to do everything. And when you try to get known and make awareness around you doing everything, you will get traction for nothing. And I have really, I have experimented, trust me, I have experimented for many years in trying to do too many things. But once I got really clear about what it is I do, specifically strategy around sales funnels, I have seen greater traction. I have seen better results, not only for myself, but for my clients. And I have seen everything in my business go up. So there we go again. (laughs) The first piece of your funnel is awareness. Now, the next step is, okay, you have these leads and these prospects that are now aware of who you are. They know what you do and they've seen you everywhere because they've told you they've seen you everywhere. So the next step is interest. They're actually interested in what you do and that can show its face in different ways. 
they they are specifically interested in how you're going to solve the problem that they have. So one of the problems that runs across my desk all the time is people know what a sales funnel is, or they think they know what it is, but they don't know how to set it up. They don't know what kind of material to create for a download or a freebie. They don't know how to do the technology behind a sales funnel. They don't know how to write the emails. They don't know how many emails to write. They don't know how to get their emails open. They don't know how to read the reports. It goes on and on and on and on. If you're solving a very specific problem for them that is a pain point that they know will get them a certain result, they're going to become interested. And I always recommend, if you guys listen to this podcast, that you are always coming from a place of solving a problem and serving your audience. If you're doing those two things, you can't lose. There's no way you can lose because most people out there are so busy selling and promoting themselves that there's so much noise and so much motion around what they're doing, but they're not really helping. They're not really solving a problem. They're just simply putting their own information out there. If someone is interested, they may find you on a Google search. They may follow up on a recommendation or a referral from a friend or a past client or somebody that knows you and knows of your work. Uh, They may say something like, hey, let's go to coffee. I used to dread, and I, I still don't do a lot of coffee dates just because they take a lot of time. A lot of times I'll just recommend that we get on a Zoom call and have 30 minutes. But um, a lot of times those people that are reaching out to you for a coffee date are doing so because not only do they want to know more about you, but they, they're really wanting to know how you can help them. And you can shift those coffee dates around into a sale really quickly if you're aware of the questions they're asking and you're answering them in the correct way. They're also becoming more engaged with you on social media. They may be forwarding your posts or sharing them or commenting or... Um, joining you when you have a live broadcast, all of those people are good leads and they're moving into the interest stage of the sales funnel. They may also book a free consultation with you to find out what you can do for them specifically. Those are really hot leads. If you have somebody that's booked a consultation with you, even if it's free, they are really close to making a buying decision and those are the people that you want to put your most effort into. And then One last place is that if you have people that you, and I have a ton of freebies out there, but if you have even just one freebie and you've had people download it, you know they're really interested in creating a solution to that problem. And so those are also pretty warm to hot leads. Figure out a strategy to follow up with those people to move them on to the next phase because they are getting close to stage three, which is decision-making. So we've gone through, first stage is awareness. The second stage is interest, and now we're moving into decision-making. These are the people that are really ready to make a decision. They've had enough pain from the problem they're experiencing, and they want it solved. They have realized you can solve that problem for them. Simply, easily, affordably, however you want to look at it. The pain is bigger and greater than they want to manage anymore, and they just want the problem solved. So here are some places that we fall down as, especially entrepreneurs. Now, most big companies have whole organizational departments that take care of these different pieces. As entrepreneurs, we have to take care of all of those pieces ourselves, and even as small businesses. To me, a lot of small businesses just, they kind of get dumped into doing what they do, and they they start a business because they're really good at it. I'm thinking of uh, an IT company. They're really, really good at IT, but one of the people that uh, it's a husband and wife team one of the people that runs that company um, she's had to teach herself everything 
and you don't you don't know how to do accounting, you don't know how to do marketing, you don't know how to do um, human resources management, you don't know how to do project management, you don't know how to do any of that unless you've had some sort of experience with it in the past. Same with sales. You're not going to have experience with sales if you weren't a salesperson. Now, mind you, if you're in the entrepreneurial or small business world, your job is sales, whether you like it or not. So let's make it really easy to get those people to make a decision to buy from you. Number one, make it really easy for them to work with you. Tell them specifically what they need to do. For example, if you are selling an online course, for example, you know, um, register here, pay your money, you'll get an email to get you started with your login information. That is a very simple three-step process that they will follow to get started on their on their um, program. You may even follow it up with an email that gives them more information. Oh, by the way, don't forget to join the Facebook group. It's free. We have a community building there, uh, whatever it might be. And then the next step may be, hey, don't forget, you get a free consultation with me, schedule that here. You're, you're taking them by the hand and you're leading them down the path to success. You Giving them that plan is going to differentiate you from most people who just put up their, hey, you get this, 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 and this, and this, and it's overwhelming. People don't, they actually want less. They want less um, information and more handholding. So if we can remember as a, from a customer service standpoint to just really hold the hand of the people that we are wanting to work with, through that initial process and then post-purchase, we will really, and I'm gonna talk about post-purchase in a few minutes, but we will really stand out from not only our competitors, but from most of the industry. Make it really easy, tell them what you want them to do. This is one of the things that I just learned in story branding, and I, I knew it, but it was reiterated in my mind, but we have to tell them to buy. If we don't say, click here to buy, click here to schedule, click here to download, People are not going to do it. We try to be coy and sly and kind of shy about how we offer our products and services, but we need to be in their face because if they don't know how to buy, they're going somewhere else. If we haven't laid it out for them really simply that you do one, two, three to buy, one, two, three to work with me, they're going somewhere else. So just be really clear about how you lay that out. And then last but not least, ask them to buy. Whether you're in a room of... You know, a lot of times when you speak, you can't ask them to buy, but you can ask them to get on your email list. You can ask them to meet you in the back of the room. You can ask them, um, you know, to learn about your book, your product, whatever. Um, but a lot of people just walk away and they're just like, oh, I hope that they call me. That's not going to happen. As soon as they leave that room, they're done. They're out. Same with a Facebook Live. You're off a of Facebook Live and you haven't asked them to take the next step in your sales funnel they're done. They got what they needed and they're moving on until they're, you know, reminded again of you and what you do. Don't be afraid to ask for the sale. It is very intimidating if you don't consider yourself a salesperson, but it's really, really important to keep that sales funnel moving forward. Number four. This is a big one. This is action. This is where they take action and they become a client. They actually purchase and pay you for your product or service. I alluded to this a little earlier in the episode. You don't want to drop the ball here. There are so many ways that you can keep in touch and kind of keep hand holding that client through the process of working with you and keep them as a client long term. A lot of us will work really, really hard to get new clients 
And then we just leave our old clients in the dust. And I have been really brainstorming in my own business ways that I can keep current clients as clients and keep them moving through the process with me because they still need my help. And it's not something that is not, I don't, I don't find it really intuitive or natural. It doesn't come to me naturally, but as I focused on it, I've gotten to be a little bit more creative and I'm coming up with ideas to keep people in the fold and keep them, um, able to interact with me on a, on a level that, you know, if they have a question about how do I do this again? How do I do that again? I'm not interrupted in my day because our contract has ended, but I have a unified platform or unified way to address all of those people. And they can also learn from each other. So that's an offering that's coming in my world and I'm very excited about it, but I don't want to um, blow the whistle on it too much yet because it's not, not quite ready to put out there. So be, stay tuned um, within Let's see, this episode is going live the beginning of May. So I would say the beginning of June, you'll be hearing something about that. So stay tuned, I'm really excited about it and I can't wait to share it with you all. So here are some ways that you can avoid dropping the ball with those new customers and those new um, people that had converted into your sales funnel. Number one, send them a confirmation email and personalize it. Create something that shows your personality, something that shows that you know who they are and that you're excited about their journey beginning with you, whether that's a um, consulting client or that's something that you do online or whatever that looks like, however you work with people. But people love handwritten thank you cards and they love just getting um, a little bit of love from somebody that they just spend a lot of money with. So do that, and if you have a product that you ship, you can do the same with your shipping emails. You'll see this, a lot of the corporate companies are starting to do that where they personalize um, emails and kind of keep you in the loop about where your products are. Oh, hey, we got your order. I'm thinking of Amazon specifically. You get an email that says, hey, we got your order. Thanks for ordering. Um, this product is expected to ship in you know 24 hours and then they send you an email that says hey it's shipped if you want to track it here's this and then when it gets there you'll get one that says hey um, we just delivered it make sure that you know it's sitting on your porch or in your mailbox or wherever they put it and then a few days later you may even get one from the person that created the product if it's not somebody that's not something sold directly by Amazon I've had this happen several times where they're like hey do you like your product Uh, if you do leave us a review we'd love that Tell us, you know, how you're using it or if you like it or what you'd liked or what you didn't like or, you know, anything like that. And so those are all emails that we can emulate and put into our own business. Along with anytime you can um, ask for input or one of my favorite emails to send to new clients is tell me your, you know, your top three areas that you're really struggling with right now so we can make sure that we address those or you send a little survey, you can easily set up a, a survey in SurveyMonkey, or if you use Dubsado, they have surveys. I know there's a couple email service providers that have surveys built in. Just create a quick little survey that says, it can be one question that says, hey, what's your biggest struggle right now? And have them respond in their words. And that, oh my gosh, that is gold, you guys, because if you don't know what direction to go, or you don't know how to move forward with that person, or even with where your products and service and offerings are going, that is going to tell you everything you need to know. So reach out to them and then as you're going through the process, that's something that I'm getting better at is asking for testimonials as we go through the process because not only do I forget what we've done, but the customer or the person I'm working with will forget how bad it was. 
So if you can start those testimonials or that documentation process from when they start with you and then in the middle of the process and the end of the process, it is a great way for you to capture a lot of information that you can then use later to promote to other people or to really show them the results that they've gotten. Because it's easy to forget, oh yeah, I had a huge mess over here and Elisa totally helped me clean it up. Holy cow, I forgot, it was this bad. But if you hadn't documented it from the beginning, you hadn't written it down or had them write it down in their own words, they're gonna forget. Another fun way to do this, I've had this happen with a couple of um, courses that I purchased. They were higher end courses, but you get kind of a fun little care package in the mail. These are really easy to send. There are a ton of resources out there. One of my favorite ways I did for um, Christmas time for my clients last year, my high-end clients, is they actually got a personalized bottle of wine. It had both of our logos on it and it had a message. I think I put something like, thanks for a great pairing this year. And then I uh, had it delivered to their house and it really was pretty reasonable. So there's something, there's stuff like that. You can use send out cards, but just making that relationship really personalized and letting them know that they're meaningful to you, especially if they're spending a good chunk of money with you, It doesn't take much to really show appreciation and keep yourself top of mind with those people. And it's a great way to stay in touch and let them know that they're important to you. They're important to um, your, their success is important to you and all of that sort of stuff. And then last but not least, um, we kind of talked about reviews and testimonials and but i you know giving them action steps along the process and i know this is a struggle it i've struggled with it i still kind of struggle with it but giving them you know how to do different things because a lot of what we do is second nature and so we don't even think about somebody else not being able to do it but if we can create just simple one two three processes for a lot of the things or even five steps of things that we are working with them on or reminding them of what it looks like to work with us and you know okay we're in step one now we're going to move to this step in a week and just letting them know it's just giving the client a a little bit of peace of mind and these are all things that you can automate you know if, if we just spend i'm spending a little bit of time each day trying to automate one piece of my business. And it's not, it doesn't always happen every single day, but I think if we take the time to go ahead and automate a lot of that stuff and automate some of the responses, it one doesn't feel automated to our clients. It feels nurturing. And two, it makes our life so much more simple. And if you don't have time to do it yourself, think about outsourcing it, you know, create, create, ah, hire a virtual assistant or, you know, a local admin, virtual assistant, or whoever you want to hire for five hours a week and have them help you set this stuff up. So that's a way um, to just kind of handhold a little bit more through that sales funnel. And that keeps those people not only happy, but they become your biggest fans and they'll be your biggest promoters, but they'll also continue to be so excited about what you've done with them that they'll wanna work with you even further into the future. There's always something you can offer them. You probably just haven't thought of it yet. So I wanna know from you all, which parts have you perfected in your sales funnel? Which which of these four parts? And I'll review them one more time. Um, the first is awareness. The second is interest. The third is decision-making. And the fourth is actually action, having them take action with you. I wanna know which you've perfected and which ones you need a little help with. So one thing we didn't talk about in this episode is setting up your online sales funnel. It has a little bit of 
different components to it, but it still follows this process. Because I didn't really have time to go into that deeply on this episode, I created a download for you and you can find that download at alisaconnor.com forward slash funnel. And it walks through all of the components. It's six and a half. I thought that was kind of fun. Six and a half components to set up your online sales funnel. So if you're struggling with that specifically and you understand all the components of a sales funnel, but you really don't know how to set up the components of your online funnel, check out that download. Again, you can find it at alisaconnor.com forward slash funnel. But if you still don't have that sales funnel set up up, and you're not ready for an online funnel, don't fret. Next week, I'm giving you seven must-ask questions to determine whether or not you have a break in your sales funnel. And I'm also going to give you a few tips on how to fix it. So tune in with me next week to learn those seven questions and also some tips to fix your sales funnel if you have some hiccups in it. And this includes online sales funnels. And I can't wait to see you next week. Again, if you have questions or comments, reach out to me directly on Instagram through a direct message at Elisa M. Connor. Until next week, have a great week and I'll see you soon. This episode is being brought to you by my new free training, how to create an irresistible opt-in that people actually want. You know you need an opt-in. Everyone's told you you need an opt-in. What they haven't told you is what to create, how to create it, and for the love of Pete, how to connect it to both your email service provider and your website. That's why I've created this free training to give you the inside scoop about how to do all of those things. You don't want to miss this free training, so take this time right now to go sign up at alisaconnor.com forward slash simple, because I am going to help you create the simplest process that you can repeat again and again every time you need to create a new opt-in and a new download that attracts those people, grows your lists, and grows your business. Again, join me for the free training at alisaconnor.com forward slash simple. See you inside.
podcast at www.alisaconnor.com forward slash podcast. 